the CDC recommends rationing an RSV shot for babies due to shortages. The Senate Health Committee advances President Biden's National Institutes of Health nominee, Dr. Monica Bertinelli. And a new survey finds that the number of healthcare workers experiencing workplace harassment doubled in 2022 and is negatively impacting their mental health. It's Thursday, October 26th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is recommending rationing a monoclonal antibody product for respiratory syncytial virus, known as RSV, due to shortages. The CDC recommended in a health alert issued on Monday that 100 milligram doses of French pharmaceutical company Sanofi's RSV shot, Nerzevimab, which is sold under the brand name Bayfortis, be prioritized for babies at the highest risk of severe RSV disease. Babies at highest risk are infants under the age of six months and those with underlying health conditions. The CDC also warned providers against using two 50-milligram doses of the shot for infants, saying that those should be saved for babies weighing less than 11 pounds. They also warned that administering two smaller doses to babies could lead to some health insurer denials. Currently, the list price for a 50-milligram and 100-milligram dose of Bayfortis are $495 and $999, respectively. The CDC said children between the ages of 8 months to 19 months with health conditions that would normally qualify them for Bayfortis should not receive the shot this season. Instead, the CDC recommends that they receive another approved monoclonal antibody product called Pelavizumab, sold under the brand name Synergis. This alert only applies to Bayfortis, not Pfizer's bivalent RSV vaccine Abrisvo, which is administered to pregnant people late in the third trimester. The FDA approved that shot in late September, and the CDC said in its alert that providers should still encourage pregnant individuals to get that shot. The shortage of Bayfortis coincides with a rise in RSV infections in young children, notably in the southeastern portion of the United States. Sanofi said that though it had built an aggressive supply plan for Bayfortis, the demand for the product, especially 100 milligram doses, has been higher than anticipated. Sanofi said it's working closely with the CDC to ensure equitable distribution of doses through the Federal Vaccines for Children program, and that it's also working with its manufacturing partner, AstraZeneca, to accelerate additional supply. While RSV is a common virus and is generally mild among healthy people, it can be dangerous for children under the age of five. An estimated 58,000 to 80,000 young children are hospitalized every year due to RSV infection. Premature babies, infants under 12 months, and children with weakened immune systems are particularly at risk. President Biden's pick to lead the National Institutes of Health has cleared another hurdle. In a 15-6 to 6 vote on Wednesday, the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions, or HELP Committee, voted in favor of advancing the nomination of Dr. Monica Bertinelli. Bertinelli, who has served as the director of the National Cancer Institute for the last year, was tapped by Biden to take over the long vacant role of NIH director in May. 
Bertinelli had strong support from the members of the HELP committee, with many Republican lawmakers casting their votes in support. However, independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who chairs the committee, broke with a Democratic caucus and voted against her nomination. Sanders said in a statement released Tuesday that while he believes that Dr. Bertinelli is both intelligent and caring, she did not convince him that she'd take a stand against what he said was, quote, the greed and power of the drug companies and healthcare industry and fight for the transformative changes the NIH needs at this critical moment, end quote. Sanders also said that this was a vote of conscience and that he did not ask any other members to follow his lead. Earlier this summer, Sanders refused to schedule a HELP committee hearing on Bertinelli's confirmation in an effort to pressure the Biden administration to take a stronger stance on lower drug prices, including implementing safeguards that guarantee lower prices on drugs developed by pharmaceutical companies that use NIH-funded research. Bertinelli's nomination now heads to the Senate for a vote. However, a date has not yet been set as of Wednesday evening. The NIH has been without a permanent director since Dr. Francis S. Collins stepped down in December 2021. Dr. Lawrence Tabak has been serving in an interim capacity since then. Healthcare workers in the United States are facing a severe mental health crisis, driven in part by an increase in the number of them experiencing workplace harassment, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's latest Vital Signs report. Agency researchers surveyed nearly 2,000 workers in the U.S., including 325 healthcare workers, in the report released on Tuesday. The report both describes and compares self reported well being and working conditions for healthcare workers, other essential workers, and all other workers in 2018 and 2022. It uses cross-sectional data from the nationally representative General Social Survey Quality of Work Life module. It examines the association between healthcare workers' reported perceptions of working conditions and their levels of anxiety, depression, and burnout. Researchers found that over the course of four years, U.S. healthcare workers experienced greater declines on a range of mental health outcomes compared to other workers. One significant contributing factor was a substantial increase in the number of healthcare workers reporting that they experienced workplace harassment. More than 13% of healthcare workers reported experiencing harassment in 2022. That's compared to only slightly more than 6% in 2018. The CDC defined harassment as threats, bullying, verbal abuse, or other actions from patients and co workers that created a hostile work environment. Those who reported experiencing harassment were more likely to also experience negative mental health conditions. 85% of respondents who reported that they were harassed also reported feelings of anxiety, compared to 53% of workers who had not experienced harassment. 60% reported feelings of depression, compared to 31%, and 81% reported feelings of burnout, compared to 42%. 
Among other trends, 46% of polled healthcare workers reported that they often felt burned out, compared to 32% who reported the same feeling in 2018. And researchers found that healthcare workers' trust in their management declined 7% from 2018 to 2022, and workers who reported trust in their management were less likely to report burnout. This is one of the latest reports that paints a troubling picture for the healthcare industry. Another recent report released by data and analytics company Definitive Healthcare found that more than 145,000 healthcare providers left the field between 2021 and 2022, with physicians accounting for nearly half of those who left. This week's CDC report found that about 44% of healthcare workers wanted to look for a new job last year. For workers outside of healthcare, interest actually declined. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.